make this same mistake. Your friends will draft these four tight ends in fantasy football. And here's why you need to stay away. Alrighty, fellas. So last year, the Steelers ranked fourth in team passing plays per game at 39.3 per game. The only teams ahead of them were the Chargers and Justin Herbert, the Chiefs and Mahomes, and then Tom Brady and the Bucks, teams that you would expect to be there and likely be there again. But even with this high passing volume, rookie tight end Pat Frymuth saw just a 13% target share outside the top 20 tight ends in the league. Now, despite this low volume, he still produced 20 red zone targets and 13 red zone receptions. Both of those led all tight ends, so he had a clear role, a red zone role, at least for Ben Roethlisberger at the time. But here's why this is actually concerning. Penn State's own Pat Fryermuth had the sixth most touchdowns last year at seven. But even with that high of a number, he still wasn't a tight end one or a top 12 tight end. And he wasn't even a top 15 tight end last year, averaging just nine and a half points per game. And now you can expect the team's passing volume to drop, which in result will also drop Fryermuth's red zone targets. But that's not all. Mitch Trubisky is on pace to be the Steelers starting quarterback. The rookie Kenny Pickett, the first round pick, is actually taking third string snaps, not second string snaps right now. And Trubisky, since 2017, entering the NFL, targets tight ends at a 17% rate, which is well below the NFL average of 22%. Now, despite all this, Pat Frymuth, who finished outside the top 15 last year, is going as the 11th tight end off the board. In that same range, I would personally rather have Zach Ertz, and you could even wait a little bit more and get guys like Cole Komet later on. Now, this next guy goes even higher than Frymuth in drafts. George Kittle currently goes as a top 50 player off the board. He's actually going right now as the exact 50th player on average. Although last year, he did finish as a top five tight end, but he was the 88th overall player. So now here's your main concerns with Kittle. He runs significantly less routes than the other elite tight ends. You can see he ranked 19th last year in routes run with less than 25 per game. Now this is due to his elite pass blocking skill set. Last year, George Kittle, amongst tight ends that played at least five snaps, ranked second overall with 70 pass blocking snaps. That means on those 70 plays, he did not go out to try and catch a pass. He was blocking. And now for reference, Mark Andrews, another elite tight end, another guy who finished top five in points last year like Kittle. So he's going out for a pass 61 more times than Kittle. That's very important. And amongst all tight ends who played at least 200 snaps last year, Andrews had the lowest blocking percentage. That's what you're looking for when it comes to fantasy tight ends. So you might be saying, but Sal, how does Kittle finish so highly then? Well, I'm glad you asked. He relies on a high target rate, or in other words, being very efficient. Last year, he ranked third, and the year before, he ranked first. He's a very elite tight end. You can see he was third in yards per out run, second in yards per target last year. These are more efficiency metrics. He's the top of the top when it comes to being efficient. But this is what concerns me. Kittle has been this efficient, and yet he was just 83rd in overall points last year, but now goes top 50. And he's now entering his age 29 season. What happens when the efficiency drops? Because eventually it will. So you should hesitate to draft Kittle at his current cost of a top 50 player. I'd rather have guys like Dalton Schultz for two rounds later, or just wait even three to four rounds on TJ Hawkinson and Dallas Goddard. Now, I'd be even more hesitant to draft this next tight end. Mike Gusecki finished 14th amongst tight ends in points per game last year. And believe it or not, this is actually his worst finish of his career. He did this while commanding an elite 111 targets, fourth most amongst any tight end last year. Now, here's the crazy part. Mr. Tyree Kill is now in Miami. And you can expect to see at least 120 targets from the second highest paid receiver in the NFL. I mean, he's coming off of years of 159 
and 135 targets. Now, those 120 plus targets would replace Devontae Parker's 73 last year, adding an extra 50. So if he's taking 50 more, he's got to pull from different guys. Now, he's going to pull some from Jalen Waddle, but he's also going to pull a lot from Mike Gusecki. And that's not all. Gusecki led all tight ends in slot snaps last year. This is important because when you're in the slot, you're not blocking at all. You're going out for passes, and you usually have a better matchup against linebackers. His 412 slot snaps were 36 more than any other tight end. However, Tyreek Hill saw the third most slot receptions last year in the NFL. And not a lot of people know this, but he is one of, if not the best slot receiver in the league, right up there with Cooper Cup. And because of this, you could expect Gusecki's slot usage and overall volume to decrease. Yet he still goes as a top 12 tight end off the board, even though he hasn't finished there since his rookie year. I would personally rather have and recommend for you to just wait on guys like Cole Komet and wait even later for the Albert O's and the Tyler Higbees of the world. You can see in my top 200 in the Supreme Cheat Sheet that I have Mike Gusecki as my 161st player, but he goes as the 133rd player off the board. A 29 spot difference means I'm never getting this guy. And if you want to beat your friends and dominate your draft using my top 200, my tiers, my wants and avoids list, and a whole lot more, you can do so by using the link in the description to access the Supreme Cheat Sheet just by following these simple steps. Click the link below to learn more. This next tight end goes three spots higher than Mike Gusecki, even though he has more red flags. In 2021, the Bills and Josh Allen targeted tight ends 13% of the time, which was the third lowest rate in the league. And they ran the second most plays, 7% of their plays without a tight end on the field. You call that 10 personnel, four receivers and no tight ends. This clearly impacts starting tight end Dawson Knox. And sure, Knox had a good year last year, but he wasn't all that efficient. He was getting targeted downfield, yes, but he ranked outside the top 20 tight ends in yards per route run. And he was 28th amongst tight ends in target rate, the amount of times that he's getting targeted when he runs a route. So that means Josh Allen was looking at the running backs and receivers way more than Knox. Now, there's no doubt Knox plays in an amazing offense, but this alone does not make him reliable. Targets make a tight end reliable, and last year, Knox ranked 20th in targets per game at 4.7 and outside the top 20 in team target share. Now, the reason he had such a good year was he had nine touchdowns, second most amongst tight ends, and he led all tight ends with an 18.4% touchdown rate. Your touchdown rate is the amount of touchdowns you have versus your overall targets. 33% of his points came off touchdowns. And since 2014, the tight end leader in touchdown rate sees a drop to seventh in that rate the next year. Now using Knox's 2021 numbers, that drop would put him outside the top 12 tight ends, but he's currently going as the ninth tight end in drafts. I would much rather have Dallas Goddard who goes just a few picks before him or definitely Zach Ertz who goes a few picks after him. And another thing to add is that Knox didn't have any competition last year. He was hurt for a little while and Tommy Sweeney came in, but he didn't play all that great. But that's not the case this year as the Bills have added OJ Howard. And let's not forget, OJ Howard, his first two years in the league was the most efficient tight end. As a rookie, he ranked second in yards per route run. And then in his second year, he went back to back, ranking second again in yards per route run. After that, Howard dealt with injuries and then Rob Gronkowski returned, becoming the starting tight end in Tampa. But don't forget how good this guy can be. So you add in this increased competition for Knox and I just don't have any interest in taking him as a top tight end in drafts. Now, these are four tight ends that you want to avoid in drafts. And speaking of drafts, if you want to see my best draft from this summer so far, check out this video right here. My girlfriend's going to start to get a little suspicious by the amount of times I'm yelling tight end in this room.